But first she must know the science behind the show, she says. How do lesbians have sex? She asked me, how do lesbians have sex? She understood how two guys do, but how do lesbians have sex? Hello, everybody. So after editing the podcast, we felt the need to drop a little prologue on your faces. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The reason being, we by no means put ourselves out to be experts in the field of swinging or sexuality. Uh, We offer our opinions based on our personal experiences. And if you get something out of it, well, super duper. (laughs) And since this last episode is all about answering questions from listeners, we, we just wanted to put that out there. Part of the struggle with podcasting is you don't always convey exactly the ideas that you want to, especially after you've been drinking all day. I don't, I don't drink. (laughs) We certainly don't do bottomless brunches. (laughs) Nevertheless, we hope you do enjoy the podcast. I think we answered as insightful as drunk girls can do Mm -hmm. some of of the listener Mm -hmm. questions. Um, And we look forward to sharing some of our sexy stories in our next episode. Yep. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Sapphic Swingers, episode number 41. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rachel. Thank you so much for uh, joining us again. Uh, my beautiful wife has now crossed over from the, the 30s into the 40s. It was a very trepidatious crossing, <laughs> <laughs> but also a very memorable one. My <laughs> wife threw me the most ridiculously amazing surprise <laughs> birthday weekend. Like, it literally was... Thursday to Monday of awesomeness, (laughs) and we will for sure talk about all of those events on a different podcast. Tonight, we are going (laughs) to address, we we got a bunch of Twitter questions. Um, Yeah. I think we got eight questions that we're going to go over on tonight's episode. So all of our fun and sexy stories might have to to wait till next episode. They're on the back burner. We have a really cute little younger lesbian couple that we've been chatting with. Early 20s. Yeah, yeah. And they they sent us some really great questions. And they sent us, like, I think it's about seven or eight of them. They sent seven, and then we got uh, some random ones as well. Yeah. We could address them, like we could we could write back to them, or we could just like talk about it here on the podcast. So we thought it'd be kind of fun just to do like a whole episode of uh, listener questions. So one big shout out as well. So we had my fortieth birthday, and then we also just got back from the most awesome foam party hotel takeover that either of us have ever experienced. So big shout out to the Euphoria yes. Chronicles. You guys put on one hell of a party, and uh, and yeah, we just wished we just wished it was more than one night. Like it was so much fun chilling yeah. and hanging out with everybody. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get into more of that. We uh, we hang out with ever swingers and spiritual swingers and beyond our bedroom and monogamous marriage. Yeah. So many, so many, and yeah, yeah uh, normalized non monogamy. There was yeah. there was like so many so many podcasters there. It was and we'll absolutely get into so it. much fun. Yeah. Uh, but this this one we thought we'd we'd address our um, our uh, our cute little friends uh, questions. Yes, yes. <laughs> but again, like that party was fucking awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. And before we get into our um, our topics here, if you if you all want to reach out to us, please feel free to do so. Uh, we are Sapphic Swingers at uh, gmail dot com, uh, Twitter. SDC, yeah. <laughs> SDC, Cassidy, 
So if you want to reach out to us, please feel free to do so. I think they want to hear how we answer these questions first before they're going to reach out to us <laughs> and address <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, they might be like, ah, no, we don't want to. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll get right into uh, the meat of our episode yeah. then. Question one. Have you heard of couples getting STDs while playing? And what do you all do to avoid this at all costs? Hmm. So I'm going to let you you answer first, and then I will chime in as well. Well, in full disclosure, we, uh, we, we went to our favorite brunch spot today. We, uh, we had a lot of beers, and we wrote out like <laughs> our, our answers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do drink. <laughs> it was super fun because like, my handwriting gets worse and worse as I, as I look through our notes here. <laughs> so STDs, STIs, and lifestyles, everyone, it's always at the back of your mind. You're always like, you want to play. And especially like women, we're, we feel like we don't, we have less of a chance of getting things because we're not, you know, because there's, you know, the, the penis, you know, there's not. Yeah, me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's definitely, you know, there's definitely things that can happen. Let's see. We've been in lifestyle six and a half years. Yeah. And we've had one um, where she, she told us up front, she said she had something and we, we, um, we, we brought out some preventative. Saran wrap. Yeah. And preventative stuff. Yeah. And like, thank goodness that she, she told us about that. Cause like, otherwise who knows? I mean, you could transfer something over. So thank goodness she did that. And we have another experience where we, we, um, sort of play with a girl and she told us afterwards that she had something and she was very upfront with it. And thank God she's like, Hey, I have this, um, it's treatable. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally, totally. And you know, we both got we both went yeah, and got tested. Yeah. yeah, we both got tested, and we're like, okay, we're good. You never know, because like, if you're playing with someone, you're like, oh, are you clean? Like, is everything good? Who's gonna say, oh no? You know. Well, and you also get into the chemistry and the energy of being with somebody, and so it kind of breaks you out of the the flow of things, so mm-hmm. to speak, to have to take a step back and say, hmm, do you always play cleanly? Have you been tested recently? Like, that that's just an awkward conversation to ever have. But who's ever going to be like, oh, I mean, everyone's going to say, yes, I'm, I'm clean. Like, of course. And, like, as far as we know, we're like, yeah, we're clean because we get tested. But, like, unless you got tested, like, today, it's, it's tricky. But, like, we were talking with Adam and Eve from Spiritual Swingers, and we, we brought up this question. We said, uh, what, what do you guys think? Like, right. like how would you approach this? And I feel like they had a good response. They're like, well, if you start talking with someone and you get a sense of how they care about their, their health and, like, how they carry themselves, that's it's a good indication of, you know, whether they're going to be safe, maybe. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that we, you know, it's the, you know, it's the, it's the five senses, you know, you're going to look, you're going <laughs> to... <laughs> yes, the visual, make sure there's not yeah. any sores or yeah. open, open things staring yeah. at you. <laughs> you're going to feel, you're going to smell. Like, we've had some times when there's a woman who we, we touched her pussy and I was like, ooh, it doesn't, it doesn't smell right. <laughs> yeah, we, we always do the smell test. As, as subtle as we try and be, I'm, mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure some people figure us out. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I do it on myself, too. Like, sometimes, you know, I might need a little quick, like, little rinse off. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you don't want to get stuck down there if there's mm-hmm. uh, if yeah. there's something funky happening. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, and of course, sometimes, like, you might need a little rinse off. It's not that there's anything STI or STD going on. Right, but, but it just might be yeah, just, might like, just a little, like a little a little funky, a little sweaty, yeah, or whatever. Exactly, exactly. So there's always little little sniff tests that I do all the time. <laughs> You've gotten pretty pretty discreet at doing that. Yeah. And as long as one of us does it, then usually it's a yeah. green light for the other. Like we we both don't need to do. To do the sniff test. And it's, it's, it's a little scary because you, you know, of course there's going to be the hesi- hesitation to, you know, to play and like be scared that, that somebody might have something. Of course. Of course. Actually, we were talking to um, some friends. I was on last night and they had, um, they told us about um, a little clinic down here in uh, South Florida. I guess it's called AHF wellness center and there's one in Broward I guess that they go to and Mm -hmm. apparently it's free full panel SCD testing and so they each go every six months and I think that's so important Um, for us we both go to our primary obviously once a year and we do the SCD testing or we we just ask for full panel testing I guess which is included in your preventative um, I mean, you, you might get some questions from your doctor as, oh, wait, I thought you were married. And <laughs> why, why, do you, why do you need to be tested for this if you, if you have a wife and all this but, stuff? But we, but, uh, we actually we stagger it, too. I'm right. Like, if I have something. Right. I, I, do, I do one, and then you do yours six months later. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Um, so I feel, I feel like people, obviously, in the lifestyle, they know the risks that, hey, you're sleeping with different people that obviously there's a greater risk for STDs and STIs. Um, but I also feel like knowing that people are also more, more pragmatic about it. And so they are very vigilant in terms of getting tested and using the appropriate preventative measures. You have, know, we, have we beat that question to death? No. <laughs> I think, you know, your own body. Like I, when I felt like something was not right with me, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get checked out just to make sure. It ended up being nothing. I haven't had anything, and luckily we, ha- we haven't. No. Yeah, um, six and a half years. Not yeah. I, I mean, we've, you've had, what, BV, bacterial yeah, bacteri- vaginosis, which yeah. I guess is, is common when the pH balance is off. Right, And they right. prescribe um, yeah. antibiotic for that, and that's been the only thing that we've had. Yeah. Um, yeah, BV, and I'm like, but I know, I was like, all right, something's going on, and I was like, I made, you know, I made an appointment. I'm like, let me get this checked out, make sure I'm good, because I don't want to transfer anything to anybody. And, yeah, I think that uh, and maybe a yeast, a, a yeast infection yeah. is the only thing that we've had. Mm-hmm. But like, be upfront. Like, you know, if you have something, say something, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move. We we have a lot of questions to answer. Let's move on to question two, baby. You want to <laughs> okay. read it to me? Oh, of course. Yeah. As 100% lesbians. Ooh, that's us. <laughs> How did you get used to men watching their wives with you? And has it ever felt weird? All right, so it's a two-parter. So how how do we get used to men watching their wives with you? Hmm. When I think about that, you when we go to the club or when we meet a couple, there is always a conversation between all of us, the four of us. It's not usually... We, we don't... Unfortunately, we don't 
tend to find lots of unicorns or get a lot of women on a hall pass. When it does happen, it is Mm -hmm. fucking incredible and awesome. And those are some of our favorite moments. Mm -hmm. But 90% 90 of the time, it does not happen that way. So we always have a conversation with the four of us. And so when you are chatting and flirting with her or I'm doing that we also are also chatting with him and so Mm -hmm. you kind of build a friendly a friendly exchange and as long as you like the chemistry and the energy that's amongst everybody Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm ever like it never feels weird and obviously that's with clothes on and that's just meeting people but so Mm -hmm. that naturally progresses throughout the date throughout the night to oh now we're gonna play with her mm-hmm. so when we do play with her i mean he we, we we're super upfront with hey we don't play with men right so because we've been chatting with them and built that up like i've never felt weird mm-hmm. weird attacking a sexy lady while the hubby is right there <laughs> yeah it hasn't felt awkward or strange um we never feel like we're performing for anyone. It's like, a, oh, like a guy's fantasy to watch someone, you know, two chicks, like, bang his wife. It, it's never felt like that. And we we actually enjoy when they're there and the couple is, like, loving and, and, they're, and they're fucking, like, it's hot for us. Because, like, we're, you know, we'll do some parallel playing with, you know, our woman that we're playing with, like, loves her husband or her partner. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so that... For us, it's like really, it's really sexy, and and like watching them fuck is like it's hot. <laughs> so like, just like last night. <laughs> mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever felt weird in one of those scenarios when we're fucking somebody? Um, no, I haven't felt weird. Um, as long as the guy's respectful, right? Then, then we, I felt, I've totally felt fine. But generally, we chat in advance, so mm-hmm. you kind of get that level of respect and you feel that before we ever take our clothes off yeah generally but you also have to feel like comfortable i I i'll say in treppies or like the cruise or like a resort you have to be comfortable just being naked and comfortable like Mm -hmm. being exposed like sort of exposed Mm -hmm. um like because you're you might be like you know being eaten out or you know using a, a toy or a strap on or you know your fucking o face you know <laughs> it's like that's true you yeah. have to be like comfortable like being totally all your parts are hanging out you know it's like you got to be at the, a certain level for that for sure and that's that could take that could take some work it's not easy like being that exposed six and a half years in the lifestyle and. Uh, my my favorite is when we are in a private room or a smaller setting with with a woman or a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had times where we are at trapeze and maybe we're fucking in the penis chair or whatever, which the penis chair in and of itself is a focal point and it draws an audience around it. Mm-hmm. So when we do that, obviously, I guess we're expecting to be watched and mm-hmm. I know we're going to be watched to the extent that we are watched <laughs> I still haven't gotten 100% comfortable with that like it I I'm I'm so comfortable like I'm I'm not shy to come in front of a lot of people <laughs> but when people are like having their like trying to make eye contact and staring at you while uh. while you're getting fucked in the <laughs> penis chair or whatever 
if I actually try and look at people, then that takes me out of the moment. If I am blindfolded or whatever, then then mm-hmm. just hearing the sounds and the energy and feeling mm-hmm. feeling kind of the heat of people around us is mm-hmm. pr- pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot like to have all those eyeballs on you. That's, that's, I, I would say that's probably the only time I think in the entire lifestyle that it, maybe I've, I've felt quote-unquote weird. Mm-hmm. Like, just because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fucking close. I'm so turned on. And it's not, so hot, but I can't do this right and, here. And not just because it's, like, men watching it. Just because, no. like, there's people, like, a lot of eyeballs watching it. Correct. It's, like, a big crowd. And, like, you feel like the obligation. Correct. Like, I feel like I'm on stage. Like, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not performing. I'm, right. Right. So that 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 I think that's the only time that ever felt weird a little bit for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. But we've gotten obviously you have a communication and we've gotten super comfortable with having men around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we we just expect the you know to be playing with the woman and or her partners there too. Of course. So All right. Let's move on to deal. question three. Okay. Question three. Have you and Rachel ever gotten jealous of one another out at an out at an adult playground? Mm, and if so, what happened and was lack of communication the issue? They they put a lot of thought into these questions. I and mean, they're really good questions. They're fucking <laughs> awesome questions. Alright, you wanna address that first, honey, about jealousy? I think it would be weird if you didn't have some kind of jealousy that happens. Hundred like, percent agree. At some point in your swinging lifestyle, I think if you don't, like, I don't know, it seems like almost like not natural if you have something. And when it, when it happens, I think you, it's to talk about it is like the key thing. And it's, it could be like very hurtful and it could be something that makes you want to step back and be like, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to, I don't want, I don't want to be life like it could be like that hard but it's something that you're gonna face and that's something that you definitely want to like talk about and work through um we, we always play together which is i think it's, it's it's good and it's helpful sometimes i think we um we've talked about like how i might pay more attention to a woman um uh, you know one of our little guest stars um because i'm like oh well she's here with us like i want to Make sure she feels cared about. Like I don't know. Um, she is the center of, the, of our attention. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It's a, we we are lucky enough that we have each other <laughs> every night. And so when you right. do have when you do have a new girl in the bed, mm-hmm. she's obviously the focus. But yeah. But then every now and again, like but oh. we're still engaged with like we're still touching and playing with each other during Mm -hmm. that during that entire sexual experience Mm -hmm. so if one of us is is like completely if i get too like into her versus in the like i'm not paying attention to you like i don't want to be there and that's that's fine for for that play session for that period of time but yes that Mm -hmm. does bring up like a little bit of jealousy issues mm-hmm. and right. um, and vice versa, and we've mm-hmm. we've talked through that. There's certain girls that we have are yeah, like where you can play or I can play um, solo. There's two girls only, only, only. <laughs> like our, our closest, yeah, our closest lifestyle girls. Yeah, and there's the only two I'm like, well, I did like for your birthday, I, I'd gone out and done some stuff and. You and her had played, and I'm like, I have no problem with that. Zero problem. And it's weird. Like, I generally, I'm always like, my wife isn't here. We need to, mm-hmm. we need to wait or play, or we mm-hmm. can't, we can't do anything until she gets back. 
But with with those two friends, mm-hmm. I don't feel any trepidation. Like I know that you're that we're all so comfortable together mm-hmm. that it's it's not going to cause jealousy. Yeah, I mean those are those are like our friends, like Miss mm-hmm. Frenchie and uh, <laughs> and Cindy that we just have we have such connection with. We had the second chancers over on Friday night for a date. We went to a burlesque show and then <laughs> and then had lots of playtime at our place and they're one of the few people that stay over and sleep in our bed and it's <laughs> just super comfortable and then in the morning <laughs> we always have we always have another play session. <laughs> and so we had woken up there we had we had played for a little bit there mm-hmm. was definitely a bunch of orgasms mm-hmm. and i we we've gotten really into making homemade sausage <laughs> i know lesbians lesbians yeah. lesbians playing with the sausage a lesbian sausage <laughs> um but so we had told them all about it and so then i was getting really excited i was like oh <laughs> we need stuff to prepare this so i ran out to the store and as i'm driving to the store in the back of my mind, I was wondering if I was going to come home to moaning and y'all naked and panting and all this stuff. And it was kind of like in the back of my mind, I was like, "Would that, I don't know how to react. Would I be upset? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I would just because they're not quite into mm-hmm. into play alone group but mm-hmm. I, ne- I wouldn't have done that. I would have I kissed her, maybe a little snuggled, but I would never fucking be like Banging her. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I came home to Tiff and him. Ah. You, you, you both, it was adorable. You both were kind of not quite spooning, but you were both <laughs> laying in the same direction. And um, and she was out on the deck, and then she came and helped yeah. me prepare prepare all the uh, the breakfast, and she was my sous chef. Yeah, I did. Um, I just talked with him. I was like, oh, let me, let, was, me, let me cuddle up. It was kind of adorable. Um <laughs> But uh, it, it's interesting though that that was in the back of your mind. Yes. Like, but of course, because like we're all like, I think we all have like a um, like then you know you're always going to be like, oh, is you know are they going to find somebody that they like better than me, or are they going to cheat on me, or are they going to do something, or are they mm-hmm. going to like break the rules? Is something going to happen? You know, that's always going to be a little bit in the back of your back of your mind. I think. Absolutely. No, it's just interesting that it came up for me in that way I I I mean I feel like we know each other so well and we respect each other enough that we would never obviously that that would be hurtful um I think you kind of said it I think you kind of said it best as you were planning my surprise 40th (laughs) that um my god Tiff basically said she's like I could never fucking cheat on you Mm -hmm. because this has been the most stressful uh, couple like you've been planning this for what for months yeah. like the most stressful months of <laughs> trying to hide shit from me because you always some, something exciting happens something <laughs> something stressful something negative anything that happens in your life mm-hmm. uh, you're I'm the person you come tell yeah I hated it I hated not talking <laughs> to you like you're the number one person I want to talk to and tell stuff to and I'm like I didn't want to cheat on you for a multitude of reasons, but also it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> so knowing knowing that and knowing where we stand in our relationship and, and the solid foundation that we have, mm-hmm. I feel like that helps to kind of um, put jealousy aside a little bit because we know that mm-hmm. we're same room. We know our rules. We know, we know how we play. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But it's like compersion too. Like I love seeing you like, be happy. Like it doesn't have to be just you know you and me fucking. Like I yes. love seeing you happy. And well, I think that might be another an answer to another question. Oh, oh, well, I, <laughs> I shall wait, detective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are on question number four. Honey, do you want to read question four? Absolutely. Uh, what information is normal to share with other swingers? So what is normal to share? Normal? Oh, well, that's... my, I, I don't think there is any normal. Um, I think it all depends <laughs> on how, how out you are in your environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure when we first started, we were probably a little hesitant to share a lot of personal details. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, about everything, about our yeah. job, about our w- yeah. where we live, any, anything. And if we were at the club once and I ran into somebody that I knew at work and mm-hmm. I literally froze, like not knowing how to <laughs> respond. It's it's kind of when those, those things collide that it gets a little scary. But when you think about it, I mean, one, we don't have kids. We don't live in a small town. We use our real names on the podcast. <laughs> We're talking about Matilda. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we've gotten to the point now where I don't really feel like there's a lot of things that are off limits for mm-hmm. us to talk about or disclose to potential people mm-hmm. that we meet in a lifestyle or play partners or whatever. Yeah, um, we're a little hesitant to, like, share our phone numbers until we've met somebody or we're going to meet them. Right. I just, I just want to be like, blasting out like texts all the time because like it can be like a full-time job you know swinger of course <laughs> when you're trying to like chat with like a thousand people i mean it's it can I be mean, we're not that popular <laughs> i'm sorry um 500 <laughs> um uh, it could it could kind of get to be a little bit much so when you have like someone's because you know when you get a text message, like, you know you get it. Like, it's not like you ignore it. Like, sometimes you get, like, messages on SLS or SCC or whatever, or Cassidy, and you can kind of push off to the side. When you got your personal cell phone number, it's a little different. You know, we, like a lot of the podcasters or the um, the content creators, like, they won't share their real names, and that's totally cool. I don't know. It's, it's, it gets a little tricky on, like, what to share. We don't, we don't share um, nudes or... And if anyone shares something with us, it's for us that's like sacred. We don't, we're not gonna tell anyone else's name. Anyone else's name. Like we we had the um, the phone party last weekend, and and it was like we're asking like Adam and Eve. We're like, okay, is it okay to say your real names? Or we're asking like other content creators. And we said, tell us what you want to be introduced as in case someone asks us, because I don't want to mess up share anyone else's personal information of so course that's like another layer of it so we always do like our utmost to to make sure we keep the privacy sacred for for anyone who shares it with us um i think there was a second part to that question so is what information is normal to share with other swingers and what is personal information that is not talked about oh not not talked not about. talked about so i don't feel like i feel like in conversations with other swingers hmm conversation is so free-flowing and people are just open like lifestyle people are just open Mm -hmm. so from that perspective i don't really feel like there's a lot of stuff off limits i mean we we always push the boundaries and we get super sexual obviously if we're interested in a couple in terms of the conversation yeah i mean you talk about oh what's your what's your favorite toy your favorite sex toy your favorite (laughs) position your favorite um i don't know how do you 
how often do you masturbate? Like you talk about so much shit. I think once once your lifestyle, it kind of it kind of opens up the whole Pandora's box. Of, of course, because like you, it it takes it to such a different level of like it immediately connects you like so much more than just like any vanilla conversation you could or any vanilla relationship you could have just like immediately because like nothing's off limits and like you probably have seen each other naked or you will see each other naked and it's Hopefully. like <laughs> <laughs> if she's hot <laughs> i don't know just you can't be that way with vanilla people you just it just automatically takes you to some different level I think it's pretty awesome. Unless you meet vanilla people that might fall into the adjacent category. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and that's that's been our confusion is we're so used to having these open conversations with lifestyle people that when you meet people at vanilla places that mm-hmm. also are coming from a place of openness and those conversations are just natural and free-flowing, mm-hmm. um, it confuses the shit out of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like we're so open to... Anything, any conversation that with even vanilla is like we just we just open it up. Yeah, it's like it's hard to not be a little pervy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much to the point that like we're we're at a lot of these places and we have these conversations with vanillas and swingers. I expect to get pop kissed. I expect that like awesome <laughs> hug when I leave. I don't expect that from vanillas, but that's happened a lot lately. Mm-hmm. A lot. No, not mad. <laughs> Definitely not mad. But it also gets me to thinking in terms of just why that happens. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like what's not talked about, I don't know. I feel like we open up about so much that it's kind of kind of amazing. Yeah, and I feel like you gauge that in conversation. I mean, mm-hmm. as you are approaching the conversation, if there was if people are responding weird to questions you're asking, or if there's ever kind of an awkward pause, I feel mm-hmm. like that is natural kind of in conversation. Mm-hmm. Question five: When people approach y'all, and <laughs> one or both of you is not attracted to the female. How do you politely say you aren't interested? And do couples normally take this well? Mm, I usually just run away. You that that is your go-to move, and you leave me. I do. I did Rachel. <laughs> I said we go get a drink, and I just did Rachel. It's kind of a dick move. <laughs> it is a super dick move. Yeah. Um, because then I don't have the same. Oh, I need to go get a drink because you 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 already took that one. Yeah. Um, I will say after six and a half years of being the lifestyle, it <laughs> never gets easy to reject politely, quote unquote, politely reject somebody mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. Obviously, everybody has their preferences. Everybody has mm-hmm. their um, their wants, desires, fantasies, whatever. When you meet somebody, if they're vibing on you and you're not into it, you you got to get out. <laughs> yeah, you got to tap out and. Yeah, it's it's not easy. So I think it's just kind of like I I, I would resort to I have my period or I have. <laughs> well, I I feel like a lot of times people pick up on the vibe. If you, you know, I mean, you know when someone's into you and you know when somebody isn't. I think most most cases people pick up on it. Um, but if if someone's into Rachel and I'm not into her, I'm fine with it. I will. I have no problem. But I have to be into her as well. Of course, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. Absolutely. If I'm not into her, I just I don't mind watching Rachel have fun. I'll, I'll like I'll like bro out with the guy. Like we'll chat. And like that's totally fine with me. I'll masturbate. I'll eat Rachel out. Whatever happens, happens. But you know, it's, it's not always going to happen. It's like the four. Like it's so hard. I think for um, uh, male female couples to find that four way connection. 
I think it's got to be so difficult for everyone to have that connection. So for us, it's a lot easier because we just have to be into the chick. And, right. But it, but it doesn't happen every time. There's not always a three-way connection. So Right. Or, no there's, or there's times where, yeah, I might be chatting with someone. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. really fucking like her. And <laughs> I... I'm interested in in taking this a little further, and that certainly happened. I applaud you for <laughs> being open to let me. I have no problem. Let me play in that space. I have no <laughs> problem. Me, I'm I'm always going to be there because, well, for for you know, for starters, I want to make sure you're safe. Want to right. make sure people aren't like there's nobody coming up and touching you inappropriately. Sure, we're not. I mean, as as to women and lifestyle. I mean, and, and obviously this happens more in a club setting versus like setting up a date with oh, a couple. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like sure. th- that, that experience and thinking about being safe comes mm-hmm. from comes from perspectives on clubs and mm-hmm. cruises and stuff when you're around a lot of lifestyle people. Absolutely. So I just want to throw that in there. Absolutely. I mean, the, the lifestyle isn't a perfect safe space. There right. are shit bags. There are bad people in every environment. Mm-hmm. And as two women, we're always... Hypervigilant. Hypervigilant. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a yeah. perfect word because you, you have to be on alert. I'm sorry. You have to do it. Well, I think I think at our club, because we're regulars there and stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like we... It's, it's such a safe space for us mm. because we know... We pretty much know everybody in the back room. And they we point blank told them, if one of us is fucking a dude or unconscious or doing something, please, yeah. please immediately help. <laughs> yeah. So they're well aware. Yeah. Although, I have no problem telling them. It's good to have like people looking out for you. Because I look out for you, you look out for me. Of course. But Although, and that's fine. That's so. fine in the public space. But if you go into like a private room, if you go into these spaces yeah. that... that um, it's good to have people looking out for you. You get take advantage of. Yeah, sure. of course. For and like sure. Roy's looking out, like if someone we've seen like a woman like sleeping, like passed out, I'm like, Are you okay? Like make sure you know, nothing's going on, make sure nobody's taking advantage. I think it's I think we all need to do that. Um, so to be answered, that was a that was a two part question to be answered oh. both parts. <laughs> oh, I don't know. So when people approach you and one is not attracted, how do you politely say no? And do couples normally take this well? So um, I would say the only other thing that we do from a from uh, politely saying no is actually like if people contact us online as opposed to meeting us in person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. online we do say on our profile if we don't respond <laughs> and please take that as a polite way to say hey we don't think we're the, the right match mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. because we do we get a lot of freaking messages on the <laughs> on the sites and you know the people that have read your profile and you know the people Mm-hmm. That are reaching out genuinely versus just like the mm-hmm. let me send uh, versus just the numbers or let me send this drunk message right. and see whatever mm-hmm. see whatever response I get. Mm-hmm. If we responded to every single person, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. To we it. initially tried to. I, yeah, we did. We did try, and I'm like, shit. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know if it's the right approach to not like, resp- <laughs> but I feel like if you respond, they're gonna think, oh, I have a chance. Right. And I don't know. So I mean, maybe maybe we need to cut and paste. Kind of, yeah. Kind of. This is our polite way of saying no. Right. Like we need to we need to draft something like that and have it know. have it in our documents or whatever and respond. Yeah. 
to just give a response to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, if you don't respond, then generally people don't respond back. So, mm-hmm. so that, that's a good way to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a dick. I'm like, oh. I know. I feel a little guilty. Like, I'm like, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So it's, so face to face, it's a it's a way harder. Yeah. Way harder. <laughs> I don't know. I think we we try and just be polite. And if you're into somebody, I think they'll they should pick up on the vibes. Like we're not gonna be touching, you know, touching them or kissing her. You know, like I feel like they should pick up on that. Right. You just want to be honest. I, I guess just being upfront. I guess would probably be the better way. I just run away again, so I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> All right, honey. I'm gonna let you handle this this next question first. Well, what? Uh, you you all seem to drink like my girl and I do. Hey. Have you ever gotten blackout or drank entirely too much out while you're all playing? And how do you control your drink when you're out? We have definitely got the whiskey clit before. Where I I know where I I, I know I'm not coming. I just know I'm not. I have too much to drink. We try and maintain. We try and have. Drink water too while mm-hmm. we're out. I'll admit that there's probably not been a single time we've gone to the club or to a cruise or to an event where I haven't been nervous and I haven't drank because I get super nervous and that kind of loosens me up and makes me a little a little more fun tiff. We always want to look out for each other, like we said before. Like want to make sure neither one of us is so blackout drunk that we can't be functioning because it's not safe. As we said before, we always play together, so it, there's strength in numbers, and mm-hmm. if if one of us is getting a little too drunk, I think the other one, like, we, we, we recognize that within each other. I'll go grab water, or I'll, I'll go do mm-hmm. something like that to mm-hmm. try and help us combat that, and when we have the the day long party. So you're on a cruise, so you know you're gonna be partying from sun up to sundown pretty much. And you want you wanna do some fucking in between and sun and all that <laughs> stuff. We we really try and pace ourselves. We'll have like a mm-hmm. drink and then a glass of water and a mm-hmm. drink and a glass of water. So try yeah. and do try and do the one in one approach is mm-hmm. is a good way. And we love partying, don't get me wrong. Like we will fuck shit up yes. all day long. <laughs> <laughs> fuck shit up. <laughs> but yeah, we also, I, think, I think we just got our banner, our fuck shit up banner. Oh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> but we also want to make sure we can um, still have fun, and of course we go over. We go over. I mean, mm-hmm. I've definitely gone over the edge like too much. But right, and that base that like when that happens, that kind of kills the night. If yeah. one one or both of us are mm-hmm. in that space, it kills the night. Mm-hmm. I think it's important not to get so far that you're you don't not able to get keep your bearings. So at the club, we um, once we go to the back, we stop drinking just so we can make sure we don't get the whiskey clit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and you, and women fuck for a few hours. We're generally mm-hmm. back there for yeah. several hours, so that's several hours of not drinking, and they thankfully have all the water cups out in the back Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing we do is grab water and we continue Mm -hmm. to drink water um, for the moment we go back there um yeah i mean we we fucking love to party but it's also keeping the balance so i don't know that we've been blackout drunk but we've talked about in previous episodes like there's times where we don't remember all the details like we want to and that's when we need a a freaking scribe (laughs) oh (laughs) scribe, adam (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> I mean, we definitely drink a lot mm -hmm. and sometimes would like to remember more and we're like, mm -hmm. wake up the next day and you're like, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wish I felt a little better. I wish I remembered a little more. But I think also that goes to, it goes to a comfort level because I will say our first time at the club, that was a hard time with the drinking. Like, I mean, we were so nervous and not knowing what to expect. And mm -hmm. because we were so nervous, we never ate dinner and stuff. And so mm -hmm. you, we just both drank so much. So did we, did we end up throwing up that night? No, you, you have though. Tossed your cookies. I have, I have, but nobody wants to hear about that. Question seven. When you get in situations like a girl pile and there isn't as much communication taking place as there would be with a one-on-one -on -one couple, how do you navigate where to take things in regards to sexual activities? For example, her and her partner aren't really into anal, but unlike many people, they love both fisting and being fisted. Mm -hmm. Has anyone ever done something that made you uncomfortable or, did, or you did not like and how did you handle that? The last part... There's definitely times, like, I don't love my nipples being played with. Mm -hmm. and But when we get, like, in a girl pile situation, if there's, like, a lot going on, I don't love it, but I'm also, like, I'm not going to be like, hey, time out. I don't like that so much. Like, I'm just going to, like, it's going to be, like, a few seconds. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm just going to let it slide. But if it was, like, somebody who we were going to play with right more, right. yeah, more, yeah. I'd be like, all right, I'm going to tell her. Like, it was like second chances. I'd be like, okay, well, I don't super duper love my nipples being played. Mm -hmm. I know it's different, it's weird, whatever, it's tiff. But um, but in a girl pile, like... All right, well, uh, let's take a step back. How do we... Let's define girl pile. Oh, it's a fun <laughs> detective. I don't think we've ever defined girl pile. Um, okay. Um, I would say it's probably like five plus, maybe, girls. Okay. I guess that makes sense because if it was... Four girls, then you could kind of partner off. And yeah. there's not necessarily a pile. When there's five, there mm. for sure is a pile because somebody is always, whether yeah. you're sitting on someone's face or licking, some, licking somebody, mm. there, I mean, there's always a pile situation yeah. out there. I think, I think five plus, I think. Okay, Maybe. five plus women. All right, that's what we're defining. Y'all might disagree, but. I as think, a girl pile. I think five plus is, is a pretty good number for a girl pile. <laughs> so I guess we've had maybe like four or five girl piles in our lifestyle experiences. I About would, four or five. Yes, I would say that's that's a pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> if, we're, if we're qualifying as five or more women. Okay. Yes. So, all right, sorry, back to the first part so of the question. So in, in, in any of these piles, did you feel like communication on what you wanted or, or what you were doing to somebody was there or not there? I think our first one that we had was a trap, and somebody was just hammering away at my vagina. Yeah, I'm just like not did not feel good. Like, and I just sort of it didn't hurt me, but it didn't make me feel good. Right, and I'm just sort of like, uh, it's like she's enjoying it. <laughs> like, I don't, but I you don't were know. you were so new as well, and honestly. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't necessarily speak up or advocate for yeah. for your own pleasure as much as I keep telling you you need to. <laughs> yeah. So I'm yeah I'm kind of terrible about that. Yeah. <laughs> so for that, I'm just sort of like uh. In the, in the same way that you run away and I have to politely turn people <laughs> down, you you also need to advocate for your own pleasure. Mm -hmm. So if there's something that doesn't feel good or 
something that's hurting you or yeah, or uh, another way that she can touch you to... Right. But it, it was sort of like, there was just a bunch of chicks. Like, it was just all of us in this pile. I know. And, it, and I was like, it, it was like, am I really going to take time out to be like, oh, um, I actually prefer if you touch me this way. Like, it just, it was all happening so quickly. And like, I just didn't really care that much to like instruct her on how to touch me better. But it now, was also the first time that it ever happened to us. So yeah. we were all just like... We were taking the entire experience in. Yeah. Not right. necessarily. Yeah. We were yeah. just like, oh my God, all these bodies, all these, <laughs> all these hands. Yeah. yeah. It was- so it was like, it was fun. There was like body parts everywhere. We were having a good time. Like, had anyone like really like touched me in a way like, like I'm not, you know, I wouldn't want to be fisted. I wouldn't want like <coughs> anal or anything. Like, I would have definitely been like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> but... At that point, it was sort of like, ah, oh, we're just all having like having a good time, and like I, I was like, I can sort of, I was checking in with you, like visually looking at you, making sure everything's okay with us. And now, like, it's a lot easier to to know that you're having a good time. Like, you, you know, if I give you a look, like you're gonna be like, oh, not good. <laughs> but also, this question is very specific in terms of girl piles. And in six and a half years of us being the lifestyle, we can recall what four four distinct moments that. A girl pile, five or more, were present and fucking. From that perspective, yeah, I guess it's a little harder to to communicate and chat about stuff. But it has certainly happened. Like the last girl pile that we had on the cruise, I remember one of our friends. Like she was, she was checking in at every moment because. Even though there's there's five or six of you on the bed, mm. you're not playing. You like you can't physically play with five women at once. So <laughs> everybody is kind of playing and touching with each other. So mm-hmm. you're. I think the one person that's maybe touching you, touching you the most intimately, or doing the most at that point, you can have a more deep conversation with in terms of what you like. Mm-hmm. Because that happened a lot on the cruise, and she was amazing. Our blonde friend kept checking in, mm-hmm. saying, Is, "Does it feel good? Are you yeah. enjoying this?" And but that, that was like our our ladies' play, the ladies' only that, playroom. So there, there was, was there was five of us, five ladies. It was yeah, a girl file. I guess that qualifies a girl file. But but I feel like you like I was playing with her, and you're playing with another girl. So. And then I was playing with her. Yeah, I feel we like we all played with each other. Yeah. but it, it maybe it was a little more distinct, like separate situations where I was maybe playing with two other girls at once and you were playing with her and then we switched it up and it was it wasn't like yeah. a f- five people yeah. playing all Because we had like piles where like yes. we're all in the bed together. Yeah, and that's like, true. And so the communication in maybe in that particular pile was yeah. a little better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a little tricky. Um, I think I would say like don't be afraid to grab your partner and be like hey we need a quick time out let's Let's reconnect and recalibrate and figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Not not to be scared to, to do that. But even one-on-one sometimes, the communication is not always there. I mean, I've been in play situations where out of the blue, first time playing with somebody, mm-hmm. and it's in a very public area, so there's not a lot of, hey, let's talk about what you like, what you want. Yeah. And she's like, choke me, choke me. And mm. it's my first time playing with her, and I've mm. I haven't done that a lot, and so mm. I 
I said, I, I will do whatever you want to do. You just have to talk <laughs> through it. Because especially something like that, you want to make sure it's safe. And... Of course. Of course. Yeah. And so I asked her. I was like, I was like I'm, I'm happy to do whatever you want. Just give me literally, give me a five to <laughs> ten second tutorial on exactly how you want me to do it. And she did that. And then the moment I did it, like her, her husband was fucking her. And he's like, oh my God, her pussy just got <laughs> so fucking wet and tight. But, but you, you need somebody to be able to at least do a tiny bit of communication. And even though that wasn't like upfront communication about how they like to play and whatever. I mean, that was kind of spur of the moment stuff yeah. in, in public. Yeah. She was still able to communicate in those 10 seconds right. um, what she wanted. Oh, absolutely, and that's so that's so key. Like, right, talk not. right, for sure. I'm such a hypocrite because um, I, I won't I won't usually verbalize stuff. <laughs> I, I usually try and verbalize stuff for you to whoever we're playing. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, she likes it like this, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> I am a better advocate of your pleasure than you are, love. Oh, you're way better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they said they love fisting, being fisted. Have has someone hey. ever done something that made you feel uncomfortable? All right, we, I mean, we've definitely uh, seen like fisting and and things like that. It's it's not um, something we we yeah. particularly enjoy. Good for them though, but hey. that is fantastic, and I don't think anybody would. Uh, Say no or be... Say no to what? Say, well, say no maybe to watching them fist each other. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if a woman they were playing with didn't want it, like oh. that, that would be a conversation. Oh, then <laughs> I would hope. I would hope. <laughs> that if those knuckles come in my vagina, I'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, it's always a communication. No, that's a big thing. That's a big, the big thing. We just saw that for the first time in our last cruise. Oh, we saw it on the cruise and, the cruise. Then, and then in the yeah, background. The yeah, yeah. So question eight came to us from somebody on Twitter. So the question says, my wife and I have been married for a long time. She has recently discovered her buy side. I was able to take her to a legal brothel to explore and play. She is now hooked. (laughs) (laughs) In quotes. (laughs) Here's where I need help. What is the best way to help her find suitable female lovers? We can get into the swinger lifestyle. However, I'm not really interested in betting other women. I so, however, love her with other women. We currently live in Nashville, Tennessee, if that's important. Uh, I think location is always important for, for the lifestyle. Like down here, it'd be so simple to say, go, go to this place, go to this place, uh, do all this. So thank you for including that information. Uh, some people live in very rural areas, so that can definitely be important. Uh, first thing we would want to know is, uh, is she looking to find women who are open for him to be present while she's playing or is she looking for kind of a girlfriend to play solo with i think would be my first question because that's going to determine uh where you might try and find somebody to play with absolutely and it's going to determine also how you present yourself in Mm -hmm. in those said places Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely our first recommendation would probably be swing clubs swing clubs are great where there's people of all different interests and Mm -hmm. play styles we are regulars at our local swing club and we have met couples that honestly that attend only to watch and be around the sexy energy and never never ever play with Mm -hmm. anybody else we've met couples where only the woman plays and they're basically in the lifestyle because Mm -hmm. she's into women and he supports her in doing that and exploring that the, her buy side. We've also met couples where 
the guy still doesn't play and the woman is kind of more of a hot wife and and mm-hmm. fucks fucks other dudes to excite her husband um yeah there's so many varieties or exhibitionists just people who want to be there and have sex in front of other people or of course we met for the first time someone who'd been who'd been going to trapeze for how many years was it Remember? 10 yep at least they were there when the, with the old trapeze and they said they had never ever gone yeah. to the back room right ever 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 in their lives <laughs> in their swinger lives that yeah that, that was kind of a shock to us but mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's there's no normal or right way to do the club mm-hmm. We actually just kind of looked up potential club options in Nashville, mm-hmm. and it looks like there's a couple. I think men- menages and social clubs <laughs> seem to be the ones that are coming up first. Mm-hmm. And we have no um, idea if how, how good they are or not. We haven't heard anything about them, but we were just curious if there's anything going on up there. Right. I mean, sometimes the whole thought of going to a swinger club can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So if that is if that is kind of intimidating for you guys, there are various lifestyle websites, which are a great way to start exploring the community, exploring other profiles, and potentially re- reaching out to other women, mm-hmm. women in your neighborhood. There is a website. It's called swingershelp.com. And according to that website, SLS is the most popular website in Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's a popular website down here as and well, and it's great for for hearing about local events, for putting out a hot date to see if other people are interested in looking at your profile and, and possibly meeting, and also just to explore mm-hmm. other profiles. And we tonight we looked at SLS, which is Swing Lifestyle, uh, if you if you spell it out. <laughs> And just for this weekend, we saw Saturday there was like 11 hot dates. So for us, that tells us that there's definitely some interest in your area for this website. Because we've definitely gone to areas and it's like one or two dates. So if there's 11, I, think, I don't think that's too shabby. Well, I looked at the other sites too. I looked at the SCC and the Cassidy, which, which are other sites that we're members of. Mm-hmm. And there was maybe one or two on each of those in the Nashville area. So, so congratulations, Swingers Help. You guys, I think, nailed it. <laughs> SLS definitely seems to, yeah. be, to be way more hop in there. Mm-hmm. And there could be other, other ones. We're not on like um, AFF, was that Adult Friend Finder, or any of the poly sites or the fet, fet life. So I, I don't know. There might be some other ones out there that appeal to you. Well, I, I, like I said, Swingers Help has other sites where if you're traveling or if you're looking mm-hmm. in an area outside of your home region because maybe you're afraid of running into somebody you might know, mm-hmm. um, that will kind of tell you where what might be the hot sites and mm-hmm. whatever area you're looking in. Yeah, that was good. That was, that was smart to look on them. Yeah, so that, that was great for you to look up that site. It's uh, swingershelp.com. Uh, we also use sometimes Facebook. We have a, a swinger profile we set up. Usually you know who's a, uh, a swinger profile because it has the N, so we're like Tiff N. Rachel. <laughs> so that's kind of a fun way to keep connected. We, we tend to get a lot of, I don't know, annoying messages on there, but it's, it can also be good for like the cruises and for getting connected with people in different areas. So you might want to think about that. But one note is that if you do set up a Facebook swinger profile, make sure you go in there and you block every single person you know because it will recommend you to anyone in your life on your vanilla Facebook. So that's just a word of caution if you set up a swinger Facebook profile. <laughs> Although thinking to people that we've interacted with, mm-hmm. I don't think that we've actually ever set up a date through Facebook. I think it's either been through mm-hmm. people that we've met at clubs and mm-hmm. said, oh, we should connect, or it's people mm-hmm. that we've met on swinger sites. 
but we're also not super active trying like, trying to Agreed. to do it through Facebook. It's Agreed. more to keep up with friends from the cruises or local friends because we have a lot of those on there um, to do party invites, so we do house parties and stuff like that. Agree. Um, another option is doing meet and greets. Uh, we find that they are very non-pressure because you're usually meeting at a vanilla a vanilla bar or vanilla club so you don't have to worry about you know getting undressed and <laughs> walking around in a towel and it gives you the opportunity to you know sit down and chat like the music isn't pounding your head off you know in the club uh, it's very sex positive there's like-minded people you get to know them in your area we actually the, mr and miss jones from uh, we got a thing uh, they have an event in nashville on uh, september 28th uh we looked it up and rach i think you said it was sold out is yes. that right yeah uh, unfortunately, it's sold out at the moment, but if you're interested in doing it... But that event was actually at the Menage's Club that we recommended oh, previously. Oh, okay. All right. So so, yeah. so we look forward to hearing some feedback from <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Jones about the level of that club. Yeah, not sure if, if they've done a meet and greet there before. It, they say they're sold out, but if, if our friends would like to attend, let us know. We can shoot them a text and see if we can we can squeeze you guys in because we know they, uh, they're amazing people and they take care of you. Uh, you can also check out some more information at their website, wegotathing.com. All right, so we've discussed swing clubs. We've discussed lifestyle mm-hmm. websites. We've discussed meet and greets. And I guess our final option would be to explore some lesbian bars in Nashville. And it's interesting that we mentioned this last as the final, <laughs> the final resort because, in our opinion, lesbians <laughs> tend to be a little batshit crazy and jealous and may not take so openly to bisexual women <laughs> coming into their domain. <laughs> we, speak, we speak a little bit from experience and just kind of hearing our friends' jealous comments. Yeah, it's weird. They have like this weird like bias against bisexuals or sometimes straight people which is bullshit but um, well well and because we're because of that like honestly we've never hooked up with (laughs) another lesbian couple or just another lesbian i mean Mm -hmm. all all the people that we've played with in a lifestyle are bisexual women they carry a lot of baggage and a lot of women are well not baggage necessarily but they they have a lot of stigmas i think against playing with someone that they can't have a relationship with i think sometimes Mm. But it's, it's an option. I mean, lesbian, lesbian bars are an option. But I would say, even though I know it's exciting and you got your first taste of being with women and you're excited about it, that you want to be upfront and you want to be honest about what you're looking for and what, what's going on with your relationship. Because if you're not, you're gonna, you might really piss somebody off. If you, you, know, you start dating a girl and she thinks that she might have a chance with you and you're married, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to really be down <laughs> downhill from there. Yeah, I think you guys are going to have kind of the same, some of the same obstacles we had in our lifestyle where we are, we are an unusual mm-hmm. couple. I mean, you, you don't really find a lot, of, a lot of lesbian couples. And so because of that, we are always very upfront with mm-hmm. what we're looking for. We're open, to, we're open to being friends with everybody. We're open mm-hmm. to meeting and um, having conversation and mm-hmm. all that with anybody. But when it comes to... We're to play. Ha- yeah. To, to play situations, we're mm-hmm. very, very vocal about that. Absolutely. And we know it's, a, it's, it's so much fun to start this out. And we were excited to really develop this friendship network. We were just like, okay, we just got started and we want to meet as many people as we can. And, oh, we want to be invited to house parties and we want to be invited to private dates and dinner <laughs> parties. And it just, you know, it takes a while to build that 
that network up. Or I think, uh, I think was it, uh, we got a thing? Talked about your tribe? Mm-hmm. That was actually their, just their last episode. Yeah, their last episode. They talked about your swinger tribe. And I feel like we've kind of been developing our tribe. Like, mm-hmm. you got those, you know, some that are in the, the inner circle, and then, you know, it expands out. But... You know, don't don't be in a rush. I know it's 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 hard to say because you're like, oh, I want to date tonight. I want to date tomorrow night. It's we want this to happen right now, right now, right now. But uh, don't be in too much of a rush, and and don't let us fool you. We've definitely been rejected because <laughs> we're not for everybody. You're not for everybody. But somewhere out there, somebody's uh, thinking about you and masturbating. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioning tribe makes me think about like old school, the L word. Oh. Um, the interconnectedness yes. of lesbian relationships. Yeah. And I feel like that can be taken to another level in the swing lifestyle mm. where like our little tribe might overlap. Oh my God. Other, you... other little tribes. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the L word, uh, there's a character, Alice, that does a thing called the chart and she, uh, and she has this whole like web of interconnectivity of, of who's who's slept with who and who's dated who and i can't even imagine how worldwide the swinger one would the be the swinger oh, oh my, my god, god. <laughs> it would be insane to try and figure out who's who's been with who but but hopefully all the connections uh, are good and hopefully we we helped you out with our, our answer well, I think we kind of beat those questions to death. So that kind of wraps up this episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on sapphicswingers.blogspot.com or on Twitter at sapphicswingers uh-huh. um, or on many of the swinger websites that we've Just talked about. Pop also. in Sapphic Swingers and see what happens. <laughs> We're not going to tell you. It's like you got to find it out for yourself. <laughs> if you want to reach us, you will you can find you will. a way. <laughs> Show up at Trappies. I don't care if you're in Alaska. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you all on the playground. Woo-hoo. Bye. Fuck shit up.